Hi, thanks for tuning into the Bacon Wire podcast. On today's episode, we break down all four regions of the NCAA tournament, talk about MSU's performance against Maryland in the Big Ten tournament and how that affected their seeding, and we give our Final Four and National Championship picks. Here's Spartan Dog 97. Thanks, Spartan Dog 97. When I'm not slandering the selection committee, I'm Spartan Dog 97. Boys, for the 23rd year in a row, uh, minus the COVID year, Michigan State University is going dancing. Um, it was a long, tumultuous season. There were points where we all pronounced this team is dead. Good thing we're not. Good thing we're not doctors or work at graveyards, because we definitely would have buried someone alive at this point. <laughs> oh, there'd be a lot of bells going off. Yeah, there'd be um, there'd be a lot of you know Uma Thurman's punching through their caskets up through the dirt. I understood that reference. Thank you, Lucas. Mm-hmm. I could I can always count on you when I need to throw out an obscure movie reference. <laughs> we by the skin of our teeth, apparently, according to the committee, but we made it. Yeah, we you know, we made it. Um I I wanna start by I wanna start by trying to trying to reason through our seating with you guys. Uh you know Look, MSU, there, you know, no ifs, ands, or buts has been terrible at points this year. Um, they have gotten their shit kicked in at multiple points this this season by teams who who shouldn't have been doing that to them. And the, the but they had beaten three top five teams this season including two of the four one seeds and three of the top eight seeds in the tournament. And to have them as one of the last four in, but to safely have a team like Syracuse who has two wins on the road, a single ranked win and is lower than them in both net and Ken Palm is kind of a, baffling decision on for me you know i just like like brett i want you to play devil's advocate for me here uh Mm -hmm. why why did the committee put michigan state in such a perilous position i I, ratings like it's the i think it's the most obvious and the correct answer even the committee chairman kind of referenced it that they just they're doing it for ratings i would i mean i for a minute, I thought it was going to be Michigan State first, Syracuse. But if you're able to get that UCLA um, old money watching, I think uh, that's what Kirby called them. Um, and they're going to do that. But I, it's just stupid. Like, I mean, come on. You just listed off their resume in terms of kind of what they've done over the last five to six weeks. And they get rewarded with a playing game. So. I, I, I think it's interesting – in Lucas, you know, I kind of want to, I kind of want to get your thoughts on this too. I think it's interesting that I don't think it's an accident that we're playing UCLA and not someone else. No, it's, it's a premier matchup. 
it's like yeah new money versus old money ucla i i reference this to, to john kirby because he watches schitt's creek too he's the ucla is the rose family of the ncaa like they were they were hot shit for a long time and then they've been broke for i don't think they've done anything in the last 15 years 14 i think they, they made two final fours in a row but um it, and it just pisses me off that 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 chairman the 80 for kentucky was just like yeah i mean we did it for ratings who fucking cares you know just just play the game i i have a really tough time i i, I kind of thought that we were going to be a playing game once i saw syracuse get picked um trying to find them on my bracket but once i saw them slide in as an 11 seed are they an 11 seed they are they are an 11 seed they yeah. are the 11 seed in the midwest okay yeah they're with illinois that's right so i had a bad feeling once i uh once i saw syracuse get an 11 seed i started to really think playing games gonna happen and it did and i about i slammed my fist down like denzel and malcolm x like just was like what the fuck's going on here it's there's no rhyme or reason and like COVID is really fucked up <clears throat> not just Ken Palm because there's some really screwy rankings on Ken Palm the net and it's also messed up the net too the net the net has essentially been useless this season I think yeah. Bucknell who got absolutely run out of the gym in their conference tournament like quarterfinal was the fifth ranked team in the net um at one point this season uh you know I it's it's a a, a week a practically non-existent non-conference schedule for a lot of teams um, really fucked up the net. And it was really kind of hard to tell where teams fell in relation to other teams. Mm. Um, and I want to talk, I, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about MSU in a second because um, this is the last thing I want to say. I think one, first and foremost, Fuck Bo Borowski. Um, I, you know, I, I think I, MSU is now one in six in games refed by Bo Borowski. And um, we had a guy, Gary Muskowski, Gray Muskowski. Um, he was supposed to join us tonight, but he couldn't make it. Uh, he, he put out a, he did a statistical analysis and Basically, if Bo is roughing us, uh, let's see, I got to get the, um, okay. So in Big Ten games, if Bo Borowski is the ref, MSU is 0% likely to win. <laughs> That's statistically, that isn't like a gut feeling, 0% statistically. MSU does not win Big Ten conference games when Bob Borowski is refing in the last in the last twelve months. That still seems high. When there is anyone else, anyone else, MSU has a sixty percent chance to win. <laughs> One guy basically erases any probability MSU has of winning. That's, that's just horrible. And Brett, I think you put it really well. So I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you take 
I'm going to let you, you know, kind of have the floor here for this point, but you know, why is it that uh, Bo has been so un- unconquerable for this team this year? Yeah, it's like, I think we saw it. It was a perfect summation of it on Thursday against Maryland. You see this team for the first 10, 12 minutes. They're in this, one of their best rhythms and grooves of the year, I'd say probably since uh, the first Rutgers game or maybe even the Duke game where there's dominating, they're dominating. Like we were 12 or 14 points early. Everything's going well. And then Bo comes in and he starts calling all these ticky-tacky fouls and changing the way that the game's played. And this Michigan State team, both isn't mentally strong enough to kind of overcome that type of adversity where they, they can't play their own game. And they're not, they're not talented enough where they, they can just kind of change on the fly and play a different style of basketball. So it takes them out of their rhythm and forces them to do things they, they just can't do. And kind of once they were put in that position, it, the bottom fell out. We saw the same thing when we played Michigan in Ann Arbor uh, two weeks ago or a week ago when Aaron Henry got the, the flagrant foul where he kind of tapped Franz Wagner on the shoulder or whatever um and the team just quit after that because they they saw how the ref the game was being kind of officiated and they're just the mental stability of this team is so um soft it it, it's like they can't overcome something like that but thank god we probably don't have to see him again they they can't oh they're strong in some parts like they can hang they're strong against other teams but like when when the referees take over, they are so mentally weak. Like they're a mental midget when it comes to that. And it's it's sad that they're like that. But you know, I, I had this funny feeling when they were up 23 to 11. I was listening to it and I'm like, man, that's Bo Borowski, man. This is this is too good to be true. And then I just followed you guys on Twitter and I'm like, fuck this shit. Um I don't like him. I think now I'm not saying you know, MSU just played like asshole besides Bo Borowski. It wasn't helping. It was compounding on a worsening situation as the game went on. But, I mean, Bo Borowski, he's been suspended for a year before from refereeing. Like, he's he can be a dirty ref. I really think he – I don't think he is going as far as Tim Donaghy, but, you know, betting on the games. But in, I think there's – I wonder what bad blood there is between him and Izzo because Izzo kind of hinted at that in the uh, post-game Zoom, that, like, there was something that was said either last year or the year before that they do not get along anymore after that. I I wonder what he said to him. Yeah, and I wonder which game it was. Because I I tried to find kind of the – Boborowski's, like, his schedule of games he's roughed and kind of go back and see which games he's really kind of screwed up. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Bo is – and it's not just Michigan State games. Like, this isn't just – Obviously, we're a Michigan State-centric podcast, but you watch him referee Wisconsin games, and it's it, his his games against Wisconsin might be worse than what he does against us. And obviously, Brad Davison probably deserves to be put under the microscope like that. But at the same time, oh, yeah. like it, if if a certain team, if a team in particular is going to be kind of uh, uh, handicapped by an official, like you can't have that. I'd like I. When I see Bo Borowski, I, I just pray and miss the days that TV uh, Ted would just come back and just I, – I would rather have him. I, I wouldn't go that far. But, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think I Bo definitely um, 
Bo definitely has a he deals um to to put it in nerd terms he deals psychic damage yeah to to msu especially this year the point i wanted you to kind of bring up brett was um this team isn't as mentally strong as as teams in the past that's that that's what i was kind of teeing you up for um would you like to elaborate on that um just just i I, can't rephrase it i just want to make sure i get my words right yeah so it I feel you, you said um, in the past that, yes, um, you said on Thursday, I believe, uh, Bulborowski is, is, is bad. He's a bad referee. He, he calls games incorrectly. He, he has a direct effect on the outcome of games. That is indisputable. Mm-hmm. But also, MSU can't overcome that because they're not as – they don't have the same mental fortitude that they had in years past. Like, what do you think is due to that? What do you there's think no leadership. Good? I think yeah. there's a complete lack of leadership. I, I mean, I love Aaron Henry. Um, he's going he's gonna to be probably a really good NBA player, but he's not that vocal guy or he's not that presence that Cassius Winston was where uh, Cassius could probably just look at somebody and that person would probably get it in the shape. Even Xavier Tillman, like, either, he's just not that. He's just not that. So, and your de facto leader and, Josh Lankford is Professor Clanky Clank, and he can't make. I mean, if he's out there shooting two of thirteen, like you, you, it, you can't be a leader that way. So I think the lack of mental uh, ability is due to a lack of leadership, and that's my main concern going into next year. Is where is that going to come from? Uh, I don't see anybody in this current roster who's going to morph into that Draymond Green, Mateen Cleaves leadership role. Um, I don't see a freshman doing that. Even if we get Amani Bates, I mean, he's going to be 17, 18 years old. Like, he's not going to be that. So I think the transfer portal is going to have to bring us that. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I mean, even if, even if Izzo is able to dip in the transfer portal, I mean, if, if Amani comes and Izzo pulls Jack's scholarship like he was probably going to do anyways, uh, MSU is full. So unless some guys um, get thanked for their service and shown the door, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where that leadership is going to come from. And, you know, maybe something happens. Maybe, maybe rocket says, fuck it. I'm out. I'll go play in Slovenia. I don't care. Um, Maybe Hauser decides to just pull the trigger you know, maybe Langford doesn't take that sixth year after all, even though I don't think Langford counts anyway. So I don't think it matters whether or not. Seventh year. Yeah, I don't think it matters whether or not Langford comes back or not, because I believe the COVID exceptions do not count against, don't count against your scholarship counts. I believe that's how they're working it out. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I... I don't want to look that far forward. Um, you know, this is a different conversation for, for a different podcast that we, that we'll have at some point in the future. Uh, but for now, um, I want to focus on, on the matchup at hand and that's UCLA. Um, you know, I personally, from the PAC 12 basketball I've watched this year, I think the PAC 12 was the weakest, uh, 
was the weakest power was the weakest traditional power conference in, in basketball. I mean, some games watching, watching some games were, it was like pulling teeth. I mean, it was brutal, 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 brutal. Um, have you guys gotten to gotten to catch any, any pack 12 basket? Have you guys had the misfortune of watching any pack 12 basketball this season? Yes, and it, I think you put it as nicely as you could. It's just horrible. Like that's 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 being nice. Like it's just it's a terrible product. And UCLA is not good. Like I'm trying to compare them. Maybe maybe like in Minnesota. I don't know. Maybe a worse version of Minnesota. I mean, they it took them three overtimes to beat Pepperdine. <laughs> like I'm just looking at their schedule now. Like I just there's nothing impressive here. I mean, there's a game they scored 48 points. They lost by seven to Ohio State. I remember watching that. Um, that's about all I've seen of them. They lost six of their last ten. They lost four in a row, and I think one of their one of their players quit the team. I'm pretty sure he just like said "sounds good" and walked off. Um, Move along. This. They <laughs> said Mick Cronin said "Move along," and uh, didn't we play UCLA in? that uh the phil knight tournament or was that the tournament the next year no i think we played them last season with cashes after we lost to virginia tech yeah you're right or was we that blew, georgia we, them. we beat georgia okay and then we came and i think the final game was against ucla and we blew them out of the i think we blew them out of maui that's true yeah yeah i think you're right i just want to look oh yeah you for sure uh, yeah, you know, UCLA, not a good team. Um, you know, the Pac-12, not a good conference. I believe the Pac-12 has, only has three bids. Um, or four. They have four bids because they have um, Oregon, USC, Oregon State, and UCLA. So four, four bids. Um, that's, you know, for a power, for a power conference, that's, that's pretty pitiful. Um, you know, I would expect this to be the later of the two, of the two first four games on Thursday, just because of the West coast UCLA being on the West coast. So, um, you know, buy your Red Bull now Spartan nation, cause you're going to be it's going to be a late night. I have a feeling for us. Um, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to stick us at a time slot where it would be three 30, um, you know, three 30 Pacific time. So. Right. It'll probably be a seven or nine o'clock game. I, I would bet on nine, nine o'clock seems like it's nine, nine, 10. Yeah. You know, that's a nice tournament tip off type, type, uh, type feeling. So, you know, I would, you know, do what you can pay off your sleep debt now. So you can stay up late on Thursday and get yourself ready for, for a late night. They should win this game. Yes. That's yeah. The main takeaway I, I took from a cursory glance at UCLA and just knowing how, how utterly terrible PAC 12 basketball has been this year. They apps, there is no reason for them to lose this game. And they, they match up well against BYU as well. Yeah, they do. I mean, BYU has um has Matt Harms. Um, Shout out Sav. 
Yeah, shout out Sav. Um, you were right. Uh, Sav is always right. So, you know, a date, you know, a, a win against UCLA and that cue ball fuck Mick Cronin, and we're uh, we're dancing, uh, we're soaking, we're we're getting into the soak tank with BYU. It would just be so much fun to be able to win two, three games here and get to that second weekend against Texas. Like, it would just be so much fun. Well, like, isn't it unlikely? Like, this is the other thing that I don't think we've talked about. But the the tur- the schedule for the tournament is fucking bullshit. It sucks. It's the fucking worst. They're playing the Elite Eight on a fucking Monday. Are you kidding me? A fucking Monday? What the fuck? Pretty stupid. Pretty, yeah. Very stupid. Very stupid. I already took a couple days off work Friday. This Friday and Monday, but the only day being on a Monday itself is just stupid. Fucking bullshit. That's what that is. Bullshit. So, you know, uh, we're not going to talk again until after we know whether MSU made it to the next, to the second weekend or not. But we, I have a good feeling, uh, you know, I've been wrong about this team before and I'll be wrong about them again, I'm sure. But, you know, I think a win Thursday is, you know, nothing in this life is guaranteed. I could be struck down by lightning right now and be dragged down to hell. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I like our chances on Thursday night against UCLA. I think it's, I think it's the, I think it's the most favorable matchup yeah. we're going to have in the tournament. And then, you know, afterwards we'll, it all depends on what MSU team shows up. If the first 12 minutes against Maryland shows up, we're, we're in contention. If the last, <laughs> if the last 28 minutes against Maryland show up, we're uh, rough early. Yeah. Uh, virtual meme, uh, vi- audio meme, Wolf Righam sitting in the back of a school bus. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> So that's you know that's where we're at. Uh, so let's let's zoom out and and look at the tournament tournament as a whole, shall we? Mm-hmm. So I'll give you guys a minute to get your brackets pulled up while I talk about nothing. I'm gonna talk about absolutely nothing, uh, folks. What's the deal with airline food? Uh, remember airplanes? Those were great. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Just see this? Do you hear about this? Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, let's start in the East. Let's start in the region Michigan State is is in. Um, you know, one seed Michigan, two, the top four seeds are Michigan, Alabama, Texas, and Florida State. Um, Michigan obviously suffered a big blow to their to their to their lineup with the loss of Isaiah livers. Um, you know, he is out an indefinite amount of time. It's unclear when he's coming back, but we do know that the injury is a, is a stress is a stress fracture of some kind in his foot. Um, those things aren't exactly easy to come back from. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's basically like a broken foot. Yeah. And you know, 
that's it's unpleasant to it's unpleasant to walk on a broken foot, let alone play highly competitive college athletics for 30 plus minutes. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we wish Isaiah speedy recovery. Yep. Um, Anytime someone who doesn't get paid, who should be getting paid, gets injured and hurts the chances of them getting actually paid is something I don't like to see ever. You know, so that it's, it's a shitty situation, but I I really like livers too. I've always wondered how good he'd be on MSU's team. Yeah. And you know, you know, Michigan, Michigan has been kind of treated as the, you know, we talk about who's the number one overall seed, who's the number three overall one seed. Right. I, you know, I think it's very clear by the region Michigan is in there. The committee views them as, as the weakest one seed. Yeah. They, they took the liver's injury into factor, I think a little bit, but I mean, I, I was kind of thinking it almost happened. I was remember saying earlier in the day, I think Bama could squeak into the one line, but you know, the bracket was probably done before that sec tournament game was over anyway. Yeah. I mean, the tournament championship games are, are essentially useless. Right. Um, the only thing they determine is, you know, if there's a bid stealer and on the champion, there's a reason the power conferences play their tournament, play their tournament championship games on Sunday. I will say that. Right. Because more often than not, it doesn't impact the overall bracket at all. Yeah. It's most likely it was done Saturday night. Right. So, um, you know, Brett, out of this region, what's the most, you know, besides MSU, um, outside of MSU, what's the most intriguing matchup to you? First round. First round? Um, hmm. I would say Colorado-Georgetown. Um, Colorado yeah. comes yeah. from the poverty Pac-12. Um, so, in Georgetown, I mean, what they just did in the biggest tournament is incredibly impressive. Um, it's nice to see Patrick Ewing kind of go off and make a tournament there. So good for him. Um, it's kind of a meeting of a hot team versus semi-cold team. Um, we know Colorado can shoot the lights out, but we'll see if Georgetown can kind of uh, put a stop. <laughs> Bastard, to you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I wanted Colorado first round. Now I think Georgetown, like looking ahead. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely can see myself picking Georgetown to win that game. Cause other than maybe like three or four teams in this like whole bracket, anyone's gettable so i really i do like georgetown in that game lucas what about you you know of these of these matchups i I said broke but i was gonna say broke buffs in georgetown but i'm gonna pick uconn and maryland um you know bobby hurley you know getting wait is that bobby hurley yeah he's his his brother it's his it's his brother oh fuck i fucked it up uh a Hurley brother, one uh, of the Hurleys, a member of the Hurley family. Um, and you know, Maryland, who we have a little bit, Dan Hurley. Okay, yeah, sorry, I fucking I fucked up. Um, sorry to Jeff if you're listening. Um, I I just think that's going to be an intriguing one. You know, Mar- I wonder. Maryland has the size and the athlete the athletes to make a run, but. I'm I'm gonna pick UConn in that one because I think James Bonite is is pretty good, and UConn has one of those pretty decent guards again. Um, I think the intriguing matchup is UConn Alabama round two. You know, and our 
future Lord and Savior Nathan Nathan uh, Nathan Oates. Um, my cousin think, Vinny. Huh? My cousin Vinny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I've got this is crazy, but I've got MSU going to Sweet Sixteen, and we that we is crazy. Our future, our future coach, and say here's what we can offer you in, in a future exchange of goods and uh, we let him advance to the elite eight my hot my hot take in this region michigan loses to lsu yeah um that LSU LSU. Is the firepower to to beat them easily yeah i watched that um i watched that sec tournament championship today in lsu lsu looked incredibly impressive against against alabama yeah. um they they held their own for 40 minutes and even though nate oates told him to get the fuck out of his gym was so awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, you know, I think, you know, LSU showed a lot of fight and a lot of resolve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Will Wade, known bag dropper. So, you know, that team is, that team is flushed with talent. Uh, I've, I've got LSU and Bama meeting for the Elite Eight and Bama winning the region. I, th- I think, I think Alabama's going to win it. I have, I think, um, I honestly think Texas might come out of this region. You know, what Shaka Smart, what Shaka Smart has done to both his head and this Texas team is nothing short of incredible. You know, um, a full head of hair, um, and they're playing like the hair is on fire. I mean, they they're they remind me honestly, they remind me a lot of what Michigan does really well. They oh no. There's no one single. Have you not seen Shaka Smart with hair, Lucas? I have not seen him in like two years. <laughs> looks it's like, a, yeah, you know, it looks like um, it looks a, it looks like a fully formed uh, pubic, pubic, uh, pubic fro. He needs to keep it. He looks younger. Yeah, it looks like a gherkin. You, you guys know <laughs> what? You guys know what a gherk? Brett, do you know what a gherkin is? No. <laughs> it is a. It's basically a pubic hair toupee. That was popular oh. in uh, '70s adult films. <laughs> oh, that, that's why I don't know it. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I think I think Texas is, you know, Texas is kind of the sleeping, uh, kind of the sleeper in this region. I think they can do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they can do a lot of damage. You know, I that, like I said before, I sidetracked myself. They do a lot of what I think Michigan does really well. They play a lot of unselfish team focused basketball Mm -hmm. and they have a lot of older guys which is you know which i think is like a which is proven time and again is a recipe for success in the ncaa tournament and you know obviously shaka smart has done it before at vcu so i'm an experienced coach experienced players a, a team that plays that plays solid together um they don't have to rely on one guy to go supernova in order to carry them through i think I think Texas is kind of the is kind of the you know the kind of under dis, is going to be the under discussed team mm. coming out of the East. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And one matchup I'm looking forward to if it happens is LSU versus Michigan. Um, I think it'd be kind of fitting to see uh, Javon Howard and Will Wade go at it, both known to be uh, fans of the bag. So, but I, I do think Michigan's going to come out of this region, um, mm. even without. Isaiah Livers, like they're still a really good team, and I don't. The field's so weak this year. I don't really see anybody kind of getting their way from this bracket. I mean, Alabama maybe, but I mean they're gonna have to go through UConn, 
Texas, like that, that's going to be tough. Um, Florida State, they, I, I think Florida State could potentially knock off Michigan, but at the same time, I mean, we've seen them lose, blow big leads in North Carolina. They lost Georgia Tech the other day. So they're, they're not really in a barn burner, um, definitely not picking Colorado. So, yeah, I think, I think our rivals down the road, I think they're going to make a Final Four. Interesting. I, you know, if you put, if you put a, if you put a gun to my head, I, I'd probably have to go, which Colorado is, is liable to do. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, I'm going to, you know, I think, I think Alabama's, you know, I think Alabama's probably, probably not quite there. You know, Nate Oates is, Nate Oates doesn't have a ton of tournament experience. And, you know, when the lights get brighter, and bright, you know, when the lights are consistently getting brighter and brighter, um, it shows time and time again that that experience, both on the bench and on the court, is is a big asset. So I, you know, honestly, I can see Texas making a Final Four here, no problem. Hmm. So let's no, move. Mean, Sorry, no, yeah, no, you, no. Finish your thought, no. please. No, finish your like, finish your fucking thought. There's Brett. like five, five, six teams that could come out of the region, like. If Michigan does not like, I think I think they're fine without Isaiah Livers. But I mean, if they if they kind of look like they did against Illinois or even Michigan State for most of that game, like they're they could be in trouble. Yeah, I can honestly see any of the top four seeds winning winning the region. If if they let the Smith beat Kobe in two thousand yeah. again, then yeah, they're they're not going to win. They're not going to win this region. I can honestly see I can see any of the top four seeds coming out of here. Um, you yeah. Know and being strong contenders for the national championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the East is the East is crazy loaded. Uh, so let's, let's stick on the same side of the bracket. Let's move up to the West. Uh, the top four seeds are Gonzaga, Iowa, uh, Kansas and Virginia. Uh, I gotta be honest. I think Kansas is, is seated a little, a little high is seated a little high for, for what they've kind of done in the big 12 this year. Um, they didn't win the regular season. They didn't win the tournament. So um, having them as a three seed is a little perplexing to me. It kind of seems like they kind of got the, they kind of got a, they kind of got a benefit that MSU didn't get. They got a more favorable seating just based on brand recognition. Mm-hmm. And I want to, you know, I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts. Uh, Brett, we'll uh, we'll start with you again. You know, of these of these matchups, which one is most interesting to you? Yeah, I'm going to go with probably uh, this. I would go Oregon VCU. Um, VCU, they made a nice little run in their tournament. Um, Oregon, I had that disappointing loss to Oregon State, but Oregon always seems like a kind of that sleeping giant type team. I mean, they've, they made some elite eight runs, sweet 16 runs. They've knocked off one seeds before um, really well coached with Dana Altman, uh, probably the one Pac-12 program that is respectable outside of USC is also in this region. Um, so I'm going to go Oregon VCU. And I, I think Oregon has a legitimate shot if they can beat VCU to knock off Iowa. Um, Iowa, obviously great team, but Oregon, they're, they're no giant killer. So, I think that that kind of might be a preview to one of my big upsets here. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the most interesting matchup to me, honestly, is, is Iowa uh, grand grand Canyon. Uh, Bryce drew, you know, went from calling games at ESPN to, 
to taking the to taking the Yotes to to their first ever big dance. Um, you know, I I think Iowa's kind of a team where they've gotten weaker as the years went along, as per the case with with most Fran McCaffrey coach teams. Uh, and you know, I think I. You know, if if I was not careful, they could get Middle Tennessee State by Middle Tennessee stated by by the by the Yotes. Too soon. Is it? You know, I would. If I was if I was old enough during nine eleven, I probably would have been making jokes on September thirteenth. So. <laughs> hey, I was I was on Michigan State's campus, and me and my friends were making giddy pots jokes. So. Uh, hmm. I mean, I'll pick a different game. Maybe Oklahoma-Missouri just to see who wants to win so badly to get clapped by Gonzaga in the next round. Um, I don't see anyone touching Gonzaga. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, Gonzaga's been the best team in college basketball all year. The the committee gave them a region that that supremely benefits them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can see maybe Virginia giving them a little bit of trouble just because they're so Virginia, such a stout defensive squad and, you know, their experience, they returned a lot of guys from that 19 championship team. They technically are the defending champions Yeah, they are in college basketball. So, you know, I, I never like to count out Virginia, but yeah, I just, you know, I think you look at the rest of the region and, you know, no one else comes close. Kansas, I, I want to go back to Kansas being a three seed is is ridiculous to me. It's literally name brand. That uh, is, yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they, yeah, they beat they beat Baylor after they came off a COVID pause. You a know, real COVID pause. Yeah, like a legitimate COVID pause. Um, just, you know, whatever, man. Uh, whatever floats your boat. So um, I, you know, I, I think it, I think we're all in agreement here. I think, I think if Gonzaga doesn't make it out of this region, it'll be, it'll be a huge surprise. I agree with that. I don't, I don't see anyone giving them that, that tough a time, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, now we move over to the South where the top four seats are Baylor, Ohio state, Arkansas and Purdue uh, Lucas, you know, what, what matchup jumps out to you in this region? Hmm. I think Carolina, Wisconsin is going to be interesting. Um, you know, a blue blood and UNC and a, and the team that they were nine seed, they were picked to win the big 10 this year. And they just kind of sputtered to the end. I think they were 10 and 10 in the conference. Um, I think it's going to be an intriguing matchup because UNC, you know, didn't do too bad in their tournament. You know, Wisconsin just kind of floundered. Um, And I I think they could get, you know, Baylor hasn't looked the same since they came off their COVID pause. They're still a fantastic team, but, you know, I think if North Carolina could, could beat Wisconsin or maybe Wisconsin, I think one of those two teams could give Baylor some fits. Like give give them one of the tougher matchups before Baylor can go any further, you know, to the Final Four or whatever. Yeah, um, you know, I I think the matchup that most that's most intriguing to me 
is uh, Arkansas Colgate, uh, the 314. Um, you know, I'm a big Eric Musselman guy. I think what he did, what he did at Nevada and now at Arkansas is pretty cool. Um, you know, he's kind of a, he's kind of a program, not reviver because, you know, Arkansas hasn't really been a, been in the national basketball conversation. Um, but you know, a kind of program starter, I, I will call him. And, you know, I caught some of the conference Colgate's in. I, I don't even know what conference they're in. I just know I watched it on ESPN, on ESPN one night. And Colgate, I mean, they play at 2 million miles an hour. They are constantly moving up and down the floor. Uh, you know, the, they're, that poor camera guy who had to keep, you know, moving the camera, he probably tore a fucking rotator cuff with how often he was he was. Tw- you know, he was twisting the camera. I'm surprised he didn't go fuck it and just did a zoom out view of the, <laughs> view of the entire court. Uh, so, you know, I think that'll be a fun matchup. I think Arkansas is probably going to win that game because, you know, I, they've been supremely talented and, you know, they've kind of had to play second fiddle to Alabama all year. But, uh, you know, I, that game's going to – it's going to be a take the over in that game, folks, because you're going to hit it. I mean, they're going to – there's going to be a lot of threes and a lot of a lot of fast breaks, a lot of transition, you know, a lot of possession. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's a game to look forward to. And I really like the uh, Villanova-Winthrop game. Winthrop, they can absolutely score the ball. Um, Villanova, they're I – think, I think that's a prime upset pick. Um Villanova without Colin Gillespie, I think they lost another player to an ankle injury. So I like Winthrop in that game. I'm Winthrop is going to be a sweet 16 for me as a 12. So I think that's, mm. that's something I really look forward to. And I, Esty, I got to agree. Arkansas Colgate, that's, I mean, you, we might see close to 200 points in that game. Neither team really likes to play defense. And they both like to score. Um, but kind of looking ahead, my elite eight in this bracket, I'm going to go with the big 12 matchup. I'm going to go Baylor against Texas Tech in the Elite Eight. Yeah, I mean, obviously – I don't like Ohio State. No, I – you know, I think Ohio State um, – I think every – I think they kind of – I think they kind of showed their ass their asses today, to a lack of a better word. I think they showed the upper limits of, of what they – of what they're able to accomplish when they're – when they're in an extremely competitive environment. And, you know, I – I their their long term chances in this in this uh, in this bracket don't bode well for them. I think especially if they if Florida beats out Virginia Tech, that second round matchup is not is not going to be is not going to be beneficial for them at all. So mm-hmm. you know, uh, I you know I I think this is probably the the most balanced of the regions in the bracket you know i you know the east has four teams uh who can make it out i can honestly see six six teams come out of here you know i can see i can see baylor getting back into top form i can see purdue going on a bit of a run i can see texas tech um just continue to play the smothering defense that'll that'll carry them through 
you can never count out Roy Williams in Carolina. Uh, you know, I think I, I think if the, you know, the East is the East is probably going to be the more top down entertaining, but I think the South is where is where we're going to get some true unbridled chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now yeah, we move on. Oh, go ahead, Brett. I was just saying, I agree. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah, I've got Baylor though. I I just I'm gonna pick Baylor. This is this is March after all. I'm going chalk. This is March. Uh, all right. So now I move on to the Midwest and the top four seeds in the Midwest: Illinois, Houston, West Virginia, and Oklahoma State. Uh, I think. You know, I don't think this is the team that is going to make it out. <clears throat> but I think the most interesting team in in this region is Oklahoma State. You know, Cade Cunningham, who has played himself into the number one, who has played himself into the number one pick this year and has showed everyone everywhere why going to college is incredible for your brand. Um, it, you know... They they knocked off Baylor in the Big 12 tournament. They won the Big 12 conference tournament. And they, you know, they're playing when Cade can't, you know, but they're also a they're also a bit of a hero ball team. When Cade Cunningham is isn't feeling it, the rest of the team kind of suffers for it. But you know, I think I think Oklahoma State's the team to watch in this region. I think they have they have major they have major run potential here. And, you know, if they make it to the sweet 16 against Illinois, that's going to be, that's going to be one of the, that might, that has potential to be a, to be an all time March man, this game. Yep. I've got them facing Illinois. And uh, yeah, I think, I think another interesting matchup would be, I think Syracuse is going to get boat raced by San Diego state. I think uh, an interesting one would be uh, West Virginia and San Diego State. San Diego State's a really good team. And, you know, West Virginia is top 12 seed. Um, but I think that could be an epic game as well. But, yeah, I was going to say Illinois, Oklahoma State, and I think we were all going that direction. Future future Piston, Cade Cunningham. Um, yes. You know, going to gonna show off against A.O., and and coffee and uh trent and all the all the boys but i i think this is illinois region they're playing their best basketball at the right time they were pissed off about the big 10 championship um which in my opinion they should have just said co-champs <clears throat> all the good but, i mean i'm not saying i just pissed off michigan fans but i mean you got like they were two games up in the win column one half game behind a loss like i think that should kind of balance out um yeah i mean i think, I think this I, is illinois region i really do i think i illinois absolutely got fucked by covid i mean they're they're one of the teams who felt who you know who kind of got um who kind of got hurt the most by covid ricochet mm-hmm. um you know so i i think they're you know i i think their grievances are are stupid especially now that they won the tournament championship they right. can at least hang a banner, but you know, I, it's not that I disagree with them. I just think it's kind of like a, 
you know, it's kind of like, a, oh my God, shut the fuck up kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah. They're, they're just, they're playing, they're playing incredibly well though. Oh yeah, they are. Absolutely. They, they're playing, they are playing some of their best basketball right now. Um, now is the right time to be peaking. Yep. Brett, um, you know, of these, of, you know, of, of the top four seeds here, who, who's most in danger of kind of, of kind of getting upset in the Midwest. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Illinois. I think that that eight, nine matchup is going to be really, really tough for them. Um, Loyola Chicago, I think they're ninth or 10th in Ken Palm right now. That team plays amazing defense. Um, and I think, I think that they could actually give Illinois some problems if they can get past Georgia tech. Um, I see, I don't, this, this region's tough. Like I know we said the South might be chaotic, but for me, the Midwest might be even more so. I mean, Houston, I, I could see Houston getting upset in the second round, either to Clemson or Rutgers. Um, I could honestly see. I can honestly see Houston getting upset by by Cleveland State. I mean, I don't think yeah. Houston. I think Houston, yeah, I think Houston limped to the finish line. Um, they were not impressive today at all against Cincinnati. So. I think, you know, I think when, you know, I think Houston kind of, I think Houston has major, major potential to get caught sleeping here. Absolutely. Um, I really love San Diego State. I think they, they play great basketball. So for me, if I'm going to pick an Elite Eight right now, I'm going to go San Diego State against Oklahoma State in the Elite Eight. Like something about this Illinois team, like you're playing, they might be the best team in the country right now. But something about them just doesn't sit right. Like what we what we saw against Michigan State, they're just soft. And yeah, I don't think you can. I think that, that's an that's an issue. I, I, to me, and Lucas, feel free to interject with your opinion at any time. To me, Illinois seems like a team who, um, they seem like a they seem like a really nice sports car, right? Where they move incredibly fast. They're incredibly powerful. They're, they're a sexy team. Um, you know, basketball speaking, you know, I don't think IO looks that, you know, Brad Underwood kind of has a little, has like a scumbag Hollywood producer guy vibe going right now with his hair. I'm not a fan, uh, but that's besides the point, you know, but like I said, Illinois is like a, is like a really nice sports car where, you know, they, they move fast, they're sleek, they're powerful, but the second they hit a pothole, it, it's game over, you know? And I think the question is, I think the question is, when do they hit that pothole? You know, I, I don't think it's a matter of if they hit a pothole, it's going to be a matter of when and how bad is, and how bad is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's plenty of teams in this bracket that could be a pothole. I think that it's going to arrive round two. Because Loyola, Chicago, Georgia Tech, they're playing they, – they just won the ACC tournament. So, I mean, they're, they're playing really good basketball right now. So Yeah, I think I think Georgia Tech's got major uh, – you know, I think this word gets overused in the NCAA tournament, but but I think Georgia Tech has major Cinderella potential. Uh, you know, I they have a coach who – they have a coach who's kind of a meme. Um, and even – and just like a meme, he's he's gonna get milkshake ducked because his past is a little is a little shady. So you know, meme is the perfect way to describe him. 
Um, you know, they're kind of a nobody believed in us team. They were picked to finish last in the ACC. Uh, and now they're, you know, now they just won the conference tournament. The ACC, um, you know, what that means is kind of uh, is kind of up in the air as far as how that, you know, I think a, winning the ACC says more about the the traditional conference powers than it says about Georgia tech, but you know, they still had to win basketball games and they did it. So, you know, I can definitely see, I can definitely see a team like Illinois running into running into just a team who who's feeling themselves and has a massive chip on their shoulder. And, you know, they can, they create a pothole for Illinois and it just, it's just a matter of, do they skid off the road or not? Yeah. So um, I want to go. I want to go around, and I want to get everybody's uh, Final Four and their national champion. Um, I'll start. Um, I think. I think out of the West. Um, I think you know. I think picking picking anyone else but Gonzaga's here is a bit of is a bit of being you know too smart for your own good. Um, what happens after that? I'm not sure. But Gonzaga, Gonzaga is the best team in college basketball. They have been all year. You know, regardless of the conference they play in, mm-hmm. um, they they are far and away the the best team in basketball. They're the best coached. They're the they have the best talent. They they're the best. You know, they play the they play some of the best team basketball I've ever seen. Um, and you know, I think you know, don't over you know, don't reinvent the wheel here. I think Gonzaga is the number one overall seed for a region. They got a number one overall seed region. They're, you know, they're cutting the nets and, and moving on to the final four. Uh, in the East, uh, like I hinted at it before, I'm going to flat out say it. I think Texas is going to come out of here. Um, I have, I have moneyed interest in Alabama making the final four, but I just think, you know, I think as the lights get brighter, you know, this is going to be a big test for Nate Oates, who less than a half decade ago was coaching Michigan high school basketball and is now coaching a two seed in the NCAA, a top eight overall seed in the NCAA tournament, uh, which is, you know, that's crazy. Uh, the, the Nate Oates story is incredible, and it's going to be even more incredible when he gets named Tom Izzo's successor at Michigan State. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but that's that's looking a little too far ahead. I think, you know. Shaka Smart is, is a proven winner in March. He, you know, Texas is a team who, who is believing in themselves. They just won their first regular season Big 12 title ever. Or I believe it's been close to like 70 years, some crazy time frame. And, you know, I think Texas is, Texas is going to, Texas is going to get hot and roll their way to the, roll their way to Indianapolis. In the South, um, you know, there's a lot up in the – They're all going to be in Indianapolis, aren't they? It's all over Indiana. (laughs) Sorry. I was trying to be a dick. Yeah, I know know what you were doing. Uh, In the South, the South is the hardest region for me to see. Um, This could definitely be the the quote-unquote Cinderella region where a double-digit seed goes on a run and fucks everything up. 
Um, you know, I think North Texas is North Texas might be a team who can just come out of nowhere. Um, Virginia Tech, uh, there, there, and nobody believes in this team. They were picked to finish last in the ACC. Um, if you know, chips are down, gun to my head, you know, this, god damn it, this might be Matt Painter's year. Um, <laughs> It, it pains me to say it. Uh, you know, I think a lot of I think a lot of chips are gonna fall in Purdue's way, and it's just whether or not Matt Painter fucks it up, which got he's probably going to. But I, oh, he's gonna fuck up, man! It's gonna be great. It's <laughs> just I don't know. I just I have a feeling. I just have a feeling that this is gonna be this is gonna be one of this is gonna be a this is gonna be Purdue's year somehow. I. It's one of those weird gut feelings I have. <laughs> and, you know, in the Midwest, um, Oklahoma State, if, if Cade Cunningham can stay hot and the other team and the team around him manages to, manages to not fuck up and turn the ball over every time, every time the ball's not in Cade's hands, I think they have major potential to go on the run. But ultimately, I think it's, it's Illinois. I, I think it's Illinois' region to lose. Um, again, unless they encounter a pothole that's too deep for them to come out of. Uh, so my final four is Gonzaga, Texas, uh, Purdue, Illinois. Um, and I think Gonzaga's I, I think Gonzaga's in perfect position to win the national the national title. Uh, Brett. Uh, your your final four and your champion. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Gonzaga out of the West. Uh, I'm going to stick with Michigan out of the East. For the South, I'm going to go <laughs> Baylor. So this is really, really boring so far. But for the Midwest, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. Um, I think they're going to knock off San Diego State in the lead eight for the championship. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go Gonzaga, Oklahoma State. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the Zags and win it all. I think that's just kind of a – I don't, I don't like to use the term, term a team of destiny, but they're just so good. They're so fun. They're so likable. So we'll see. Lucas, you're your final four, your champion. Um, out West, I have Gonzaga over Iowa. Um, East, I have, yeah, I, I know, Fran McCaffrey. I think, I think they're good enough to get that far. Um, but once again, Luca Garza will get fame for – not winning something and get his number he retired even more. Sorry, Lucy, if you listen. Very sorry. Um, I have our future coach, Nate Oates, going to the Final Four in the East over Florida State. I kind of switched that one up uh, once I realized I wrote down the bracket the wrong way. Um, <laughs> I saw the bracket online. I'm like, shit, I flip-flopped two brackets. Um in the South, I really thought about picking Purdue. They're in my Sweet 16, but I just – I can't – Matt Painter's got to show me he can do it before I start to believe in him. So I'm picking Baylor over Arkansas. Excuse me. In the Midwest, like I said, it's Illinois' region. I've got – I want to see Cade Cunningham knock them off, but I'm, I'm just – I think AO and that team are on a mission. I'm picking them over Houston. And then um, Baylor over Illinois and what could be an epic finale or epic final four game. 
uh, Gonzaga over Alabama, which I think a game that won't be very close. And I have Gonzaga in a not very close national championship game. It's Mark Few's time. It's it's a year that doesn't count, but I mean it it's going to count. It, it's this is going to be a perfect year for them. Yeah, I you know that's the one thing that when I was thinking about <clears throat> thinking about it that that trips me up. Uh, you know, Gonzaga not losing a game kind of kind of gives me pause. Honestly, it does. Um, you know, we'll see what happens, but. You know, in the end, um, Gonzaga, they're, I mean, they operate on a different level than most teams, than most teams. I mean, they're, they're playing in a way that, that I haven't, that I, that I honestly, I haven't seen since that Kentucky team. Yeah. That went perfect in the regular season. They well, ultimately lost in the final four, but, you know, they're, they're so deep. They play so well together. They're, coached so well they they do everything so tight um and you know where kentucky was just kind of like we have so much talent we can we can literally run whole squadrons of players and fuck you up you know that you know gonzaga is more of a gonzaga is more of the the workmen um they're the if if kentucky is unfeathered is unfettered venture capitalism uh, Gonzaga is Gonzaga is Karl Marx's ideal of college basketball. <laughs> Nobody is more important than the team. You know, everybody gets the full value of their labor. No one's exploited. Uh, it, it's commun- It's communist basketball, and it's fun to watch. Well, I mean, they were down like fourteen in the second half to BYU, and instantly up ten. Yeah, I mean it's they it's a sweet it looks so they're just sitting they're so composed. They could be down 30 in the first half of a game, and I'm convinced they would win by five. Yeah, that's what that's what makes them dangerous ultimately, is yeah. the, is they they have they just have a switch. You know? So yeah. I I think in the end, I think in the end, Gonzaga Gonzaga is gonna be the toughest out of all tough outs. But again, there was a team who everyone thought was going to win the national championship that lost before, you know. So uh-huh. we'll, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But you know, this this is March. <laughs> this is March. This is March. We sleep in May. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, Heath Ledger, The Dark Knight, circa two thousand eight. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, before we go, uh, I, I, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on on the Rocket Mortgage sponsorship of MSU basketball. You know, how are we feeling about Michigan State Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage? Love it. Bring in all the money. I don't care oh. what you name this team. Just give it like bag wars between billionaires it, and it's benefiting us. Like, I mean, come on. More. I, I love that the dipshit Michigan fans on Twitter, they know who they are. We're like laughing at it. And then I go, huh, wait a sec. Jim Harbaugh is the J. Ira and so-and-so head football coach. And I think Juwan Howard is like the David and some, and like Susan Kaplan head coach of Michigan basketball. Like 
that's not much different, okay? Like, this is where college basketball is going. This is like the start of the floodgates opening for this shit. Like, you're going to see Michigan basketball presented by Charmin Toilet Paper soon. You know, uh, something like that is coming down the pipeline. Um, it's bag money. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say this. As, <laughs> as NIL as NIL becomes the accepted norm in college basketball, you know, it, no one should be surprised at, no one should be surprised at, at anything coming next. It's not out of the realm of possibility that they sell the naming rights to the Breslin Center. Yeah, we could see like Dan Gilbert Court at the Breslin Center. Well, it's already Tom Izzo Court. That was part of a Sheba's donation. Oh, duh. Uh, well, but it could be like Tom Izzo Court at the Breslin Center presented by Crunchies, which would be dope. Or they could just rename the Breslin Center. Yeah, or the Breslin, you know, I don't think, you know, I, I said this to our friend, uh, I said this to our friend DK on Twitter. You know, if MSU was going to drop bags like the big boys, they need money to fill them. And like, this is where they're going to get it. Um, you know, I... It, I'm not. I'm not going to be pissed off that a commodified product is getting more commodified. You know, this isn't exactly letting letting tax collectors in the in the temple. It's not exactly having merchants into the temple of Jerusalem, or whatever the fuck it was called. But you know, I. It's fine. We're not. You know, we're not slaughtering. We're not slaughtering calves here and worshiping false idols. You know, we're we're we're. We're making money so we can drop bags. And if you're against that, then go fuck yourself. I don't know. Go find something else to do. Leaving leaving a couple million left behind for a certain player to come to MSU um, this summer. Right. I mean, shit. Like Frank, like Frank on Sunny. Whoops! I dropped that dropped that three million dollars for Imani Bates, and he just has it sitting there in his face. Yeah, I mean, so I don't care. I, I I can't stress enough how much I don't care about this. No. You know, nobody calls Jim Harbaugh the J Ira and whatever fucking bullshit motherfucker, buttfucker head coach. It was poor timing though, because it was like right when the Maryland game was starting. Yeah, that was <laughs> you know, probably they there probably could have been a little more strategery on MSU's yeah. part and on and on Rockets part, but you know. Do a fucking, uh, you know, I'm not gonna get upset at a pissing match between two between two billionaires over over leaving their legacy on on an alumni on on their uh, on their alma maters. So, um, fellas, it's time to get mad. Um, I'm ending the pod with futures March Madness. Uh, you know. <laughs> Fellas, until next week, go green. Go white. Go white. You don't applaud a f- you don't applaud a fish for swimming. Fish swim all day. <laughs> MSU wins a lot. Let's hope they continue that trend. Hopefully, we're Just talking about a Monday game or yep. Sweet Sixteen or whatever is going on. But <laughs> um, they made it, so whatever that fucking man. That's all. We, that's all we can uh, really be happy for right now. Exactly. Have a good week. Sounds good.
cash you. Got a roller pound up a gas Put your lanes in the Grand Rapids. We the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, nigga gone, let him have it. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All these cops shoot a nigga tragic. Touch me, these bogus police can't touch me. These fucking niggas can't touch me. Apply the pressure with the VVS. I try to fall like it was a ship. Try to fall like it was a ship. Lift it up and go to no set. Fuck a cougar like she holly bear. Future hits a dirty spray legendary. Dirty something in the style for. Spill a day to get my mind blown. Dress it up and go to Nassau. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up a gas. Switch your lanes in the Grand Rapids. We the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, nigga gon' let them have it. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All these cops shoot a nigga tragic. I'm the one that livin' lavish. Like I'm playin' for the Mavericks. I don't want for the bitch that might have made me fuck her even though she average. Fuck on the basic bitch. We gon' wake up and smoke on some blood and fuck. She gon' keep it so real with a nigga that I'ma come back and always gon' fuck with her. Been the curve and the spread like a motor bus. I was working the server. Switch your lanes in the Grand Rapids. We the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, nigga gon' let them have it. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All these cops shoot a nigga tragic. I'm the one that livin' lavish. Like I'm playin' for the Mavericks. I done want for the bitch that might have made me fuck her even though she average. Spokes niggas can't touch me. Spokes niggas can't touch me. Apply the pressure with the VVS. I try to fur like it was a ship. Try to fur like it was a ship. Lift it up and go to all set it. Fuck a cougar like she holly bear. Future here just dirty spray legendary. Dirty something in the style for. Spin a day to get my mind blown. Dress it up and go to Nassau. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up a gas. Switch your lanes in the Grand Rapids. We the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, nigga gon' let them have it. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All these cops shootin' a nigga tragic. I'm the one that livin' now.